Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. It's another Growing in Grace. That's right. Uh, getting ready to sit down, relax with God, enjoy Him. What? Relaxing with God, enjoying a life with God? What are you talking about? That's... Uh, that's crazy talk, you know, some people think, <laughs> but God has called us to rest, God has called us to a life of His grace and peace and, uh, and joy, and so that's what we're talking about here on Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski, and along with me, it's Mr. Mike Kapler. Rest is a good thing, Joel. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of Christians over the years who are kind of miserable. They're, they're not very relaxed. They're not really filled with joy. Miserable they're, for Christ. Yeah, they're, they're frustrated. And, and they're frustrated not necessarily just by life's circumstances, which can be sometimes a bummer, but they're frustrated with their own belief system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they don't know what to do about it. Well, there, there are some answers for us here. You don't have to stay in that place of, of misery and wallow around in it. But a lot of people do, and that's unfortunate, which is why we're doing this podcast, by the way. So feel free to share it with a friend. All of our archived past programs over the last nine and a half years, at least so far, are still on growingandgrace.org. Joel, I don't know if there's ever going to come a time where we start cutting some of those out. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, I personally, you know, when I listened back on some of the first ones we did back in the year 2005, um, I don't necessarily like listening to myself on some of those older ones, uh, you know, and kind of the way that we've gone about this podcast might have changed just a little bit over the years. But as long as I guess there's web space uh, to hold those things, and uh, it's free for the most part, <laughs> do you have a, a web page? It's actually a, at this current time, it's on um, on Blogger. It's uh, and I do pay a, like a yearly fee for the domain name, but. Yeah, might as well keep them up, I guess. If people, we still every once in a while somebody says they've gone back and started listening from the very beginning, and that's almost ten years worth, folks. Um, Got to be a little crazy to do that. <laughs> well, maybe what we could do is go back, yank out the first half of those programs, and redo them, redo and them see all. if there's any difference. I mean, because I, I would imagine if you were to go from the beginning and listen to the end. And like you said, we've had a few people, maybe more than we think, uh, more than we think, have done that. But maybe you've seen us grow a little bit on our journey and the way we think about things. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I hope people have yeah. seen that. Yeah. So yeah. that's what it's all about. Well, we were talking last week about our identity in Christ and and some things that uh, really don't identify us. And we're going to kind of do some of some more of that stuff here today, and, and going in a, a little bit of a different direction. But some of these you touched on briefly uh, last week, Joel, but uh, let's start out with how you are identified in Jesus Christ now as a believer in Him. And, and I, I'm not going to read off the scriptures, uh, chapters, and verses here, but you are blameless, you are described as holy, you are forgiven. It's already mm. a done work. You've been reconciled, you're anointed, you are complete. These are not things that we're striving for. These belong to us. Uh, you are righteous, uh, sanctified, you have peace, you're alive, you're perfected. These these describe us now. That doesn't mean we, we're perfect and we do it right. 
but that's the beauty of the system in this new covenant is that we have been perfected even though we aren't perfect. It's not based um, on what we do, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and so and that's an important thing to remember because in this world especially, it's easy to be identified by what you do. And sometimes it's also easy to carry that over into um, our spiritual belief system, and we need to learn how to be able to separate those things. Yeah, because they are separate. I mean, the things that we do can come from um, a variety of places, because the, the reality is that in Christ, our spirit has been made new. Like you say, Cap, we've been made complete. We've been perfected. We've been sanctified, forgiven, holy, righteous, blameless, all these things. Uh, and sometimes um, our soul, our mind, our, you know, the way that we think about things doesn't always match up to the reality, and it is a reality. Uh, these, th- those things that we've been talking about here in these first few minutes, those things are a reality of who we are, righteous, holy, blameless, and so on. Sometimes the things that we do don't match up to that but that doesn't change the reality of who we are in Christ. And so don't mistake who you are with what you do. But hopefully, as you realize more and more who you truly are in Christ, then the things that you do will will match up more and more to that. But again, uh, it doesn't change who you are, because the difference, (laughs) it's a big difference sometimes between the things that we do and who we are. And so we want to make sure that we're focused in on the reality, the truth of who we are in Christ, because there's a lot of people out there who think that, uh, well, like we talked about last week, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, and I'm trying to be more like Jesus. Now, if you have this feeling about yourself that you're just a sinner saved by grace, and you're trying to be more like Jesus, how in the world is that going to (laughs) work? If you're just a mere sinner... And if you're trying to be like Jesus, how does a sinner start to behave like Jesus? And so on both of those things, (laughs) the idea that we're just a mere sinner or the idea that we're trying to be like Jesus, there's something a little bit messed up about those things, and we'll talk a little bit about that here this week. Yeah, the dangerous thing about that, because most of us who who understand or have have a belief in salvation by grace through faith, most of us who, who understand that, the, the, the new birth, that sort of thing, right? What you were just referring to, Joel, is that we've got a lot of people out there who are, who are trying to be like Jesus, and they, they fall short, but they, they feel like their effort is going to at least give them some brownie points with God, right? Mm. And so with, with that in mind, and it's just one of these sneaky little things that comes upon us because we're not saved by works, right? Almost almost all of us would agree on that. We're not saved by works. We're saved by grace through faith, through what Jesus did, right? But ever so slowly, it's such a sneaky little thing, we begin to start thinking that if our good outweighs the bad, then we're now in a better position to be accepted by God. And that that's the very thing we tell the world is wrong. Right. You can't you can't be saved that way. Well, you can't grow in grace that way either. That's right. I mean, if it was up to us whether to be saved or whether to be more like Christ, then that would mean that we have something to brag about in front of God. But God's made it so that it's not about our bragging. It's not about our bragging rights. It's not about 
how well I can do this thing, how well I can perform. It's all based on his performance from start to finish, from the very moment that we trust Christ and uh, become born again and have this new life in him, from that very moment all the way throughout eternity, it's based on the finished work of Jesus Christ, not on my performance. And so I'm happy to say that I'm a saint who has been saved by grace, and I'm a saint who happens to live every moment of his life fully dependent upon the grace of God and not dependent upon my own works. Not trying to be more like Jesus, but really what I want to do in my daily life is to be who he has made me to be. He hasn't made me into Jesus. (laughs) I'm not Jesus. I'm one with God. You know, the Bible tells us that, uh, that we're one spirit with God. We've become partakers of his nature. But yet we still have this individuality about us that I get to get up every day and I get to go out and be who I am in Christ. It's not me trying to be like Christ who's somewhere out there, but it's Christ is in me and together uh, we live this life. And it's a beautiful, wonderful union, uh, not something where I'm trying to match his behavior. I don't look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and read the things that Jesus did and say, all right, I'm going to try to do those things. But rather, he's gifted me in various ways, he's given me a certain personality, and this thing gets formed and it grows, and uh, I get to live that out daily in my life in Christ. Rather than trying to be a, a follower of him or a disciple of Jesus, I get to be who I am, and we do this thing together, him and I. Yeah, and uh, are, are you done? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I was on a roll there, man. <laughs> I, I felt like I might have interrupted you there. But but what you just hit on there is kind of important, I think, for Christians to understand, because we started out the program identifying who you are in Christ. Part of your identity is not described as a disciple or a follower. Just, just stay with me here for a minute. After the book of Acts, well, for, for one thing, the, the word disciple, it appears 246 times in the New Testament, out of one popular translation anyway, 246. And almost all of those are in the four books known as the Gospels, except for about a couple of dozen or about 26 appearances of the word disciple in the book of Acts. And almost all of those were referring to people who were students or new believers, students of Paul. And and that's really what the word disciple means, Joel, because you ask most people today, well, what is a disciple? (laughs) You you rarely hear it defined. Uh, And if you go back to the original Greek, it simply means a pupil or a student. It's somebody who learns from someone. That's what a disciple is. And yet that word never shows up in New Testament writings after the book of Acts. So you would assume, not one time, you would assume that if it were an integral part of the identity of a believer in Christ, that the word disciple would have showed up somewhere along the way, either by Paul or one of the other New Testament writers. Uh, such was not the case. And the same can be said for, for follower, because if you look in the original language there, too, it's also often referring to people who followed Jesus physically. Uh, these were people who literally physically followed Jesus. That's what the word means. And so sometimes we try to carry it over into some sort of uh, pseudo-spiritual application that, well, we're followers too. Well, where are you following them to? Uh, (laughs) But the the point here, though, is with with the the disciple thing. You know, Jesus at one time said a, a, a student is not above his teacher, 
A disciple would not be above his teacher. But after they're fully trained, they become like their teacher. Well, a lot of people had disciples, John the Baptist, the Pharisees, the Apostle Paul, and others. These are all people who were teaching others. And so Jesus at one time was saying that in order to be my disciple, you can't even go bury your father. You can't go home and say goodbye to everybody. And so you'd have to hate your family, those kinds of things. And so it's not our goal to become like Jesus. The truth is, in reality, we have become like him, but not by what we do, but through our inheritance and through birth. Yep, it's through birth, you know, just like uh, through my father, I inherited certain things, my son inherited certain things through me, but he becomes his own person, and we're in a relationship, but each one of us is is who we are, and um, I haven't taught him, I haven't taught my son to follow me, I've taught him and am teaching him to go out and be who he is. And he can definitely learn from me. There's nothing wrong with learning (laughs) from a teacher. But what we're saying here is that in Christ, we've been made new. And and rather than being a disciple or rather than being a follower, because like you say, you read all of Paul's epistles, he doesn't talk about this stuff. He talks a lot about life in Christ, but he doesn't talk about this stuff. But what Paul talks about is that we've been made new. Christ is in us, and we are in him. We're in this union, and we go about our daily lives. How do we begin our our daily lives? By grace through faith. And Paul says, walk in him in that same way. I'm sure we'll have some more stuff to say about this. So we'll pick up on that next week on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.